Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Planet Pumas podcast. As always, I'm your host, Migs. And in today's episode, we will talk about the game uh, that was just recently played against Mazatlan in Seu. Um, <clears throat> we'll go over s- some highlights and some impressions and performances about the game. So we faced Mazatlan in Seu. Um, the game ended in a draw 0-0, unfortunately. Um, it was a really boring game, if I'm being honest. It's it's really one of those games that we get memed a lot for, which is the, um, you know, partidos aburridos in Seu, some, some crap like that, you know? So it was exactly like that. It was really hot. My uh, respects go out to the fans out there in the Mexico City because it's not easy going out um, when the sun is at its highest point in Mexico and watching that game when there's really no support um, in the stadium or any shade, I should say, to kind of keep you cool. I've heard a lot of horror stories of what you have to do to be able to um, not get sunburnt and uh, be able to survive. Uh, So yeah, my respects go out to those fans and especially those players who have to run out in the sun for so long. And um, I know it's definitely a very hot one. But anyway, um, this was a really boring game. Not a whole lot of things happened. Um, I think we had a few opportunities here and there um, to score, but we didn't. Um, and also Julio Gonzalez came out and had a really good game. There was a couple instances where the Mazatlan team could have scored on us, and thankfully for him, um, thankfully for us, he was there to uh, stop that from happening. So yeah, very boring game. Um, around the Second half, you know, you had uh, Jorge Rubalcaba come in for Rivas in the 46th minute. And then we had a penalty almost awarded against us. Um, and the VAR came in and re- um, redid the d- decision and it was marked as a no penalty. Um, and then around the 70th, 70th minute, uh, Ergas came in for Aldrete. Uh, El Toro came in for Salvio. And then Trigos came in for um, Del Prete. Three changes at once. Um, and then Mazatlan made some changes as well. Um, and then they had a red card at the 86th minute. And then after that, they kind of basically just shut themselves out, parked the bus, and did not want to um, risk losing um, a valuable point away from home. And I've got to be honest with you guys here. I think Mazatlan played a pretty good game in all intensive purposes. Um, a team like Mazatlan, and I mean this with all respect, um, coming to a ground like Seu, it's very unlikely that they're going to get a victory. Um, so they figured after the red card, they probably thought, you know what, this is a point. Let's be happy with it. Um, let's just shut them out and see what we can get out of this match. And they almost actually went away from the victory because there was one play closer to the end of the game where um, one of the Mazatlan pay- players, I forget who, um, was taken down or was supposedly a penalty. Akeloba, that's who it was. Um, he was uh, he was he received a challenge from one of our players. I think it might have been Silva, um, and he um, he was claiming a foul. And the people on the the commentators were saying that it was going to be marked as a penalty. Ultimately, it didn't come to anything, and uh, nothing was awarded. Um, so, yeah, that's basically the sum- summary of the game. Just um, not a whole lot of action. There were a few opportunities here and there. Um, more yellow cards and more fouls than anything. It was just a very slow game. Um, and I've got to be honest with you guys, honestly. Um, what's the point of even playing at this time anymore? Um, it used to help us a lot. Uh, but now it doesn't seem to help us at all. I mean, 
the play the, the opposing team always used to complain about it's too hot it's too much it's inhumane um we shouldn't have to play in these in these conditions you know um and at the time i didn't really care because you know it benefited us you know uh teams would come here um at, at 12 1 p.m whatever time it is when the sun is highest in mexico city and some of these teams would cease to exist there wouldn't be anything from them you know they would they would come here and they would suffer um from the sun and we would be able to take advantage of that but at this point i don't think it, it's even an advantage anymore i don't really see the point of um of playing at that time frame anymore and then i get some people say it's tradition and all that stuff but if it's if tradition is hurting your performances more than it's helping, then what's the point of keeping it around just because we're stubborn? And I don't buy the fact that it's um, or I don't buy for complete uh, for the completeness of um, saying oh it's just because for tradition. Um, I think it's more to do with um, who Pumas who has um, their rights to broadcast their games. Um, I think it's I think it's do the N if I'm not mistaken. I think they pick the. The time frame, and uh, I think that that's how they want it. So if it was to me, I would probably pay, play at night or maybe at 5 p.m., I guess. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't really help a whole lot there. <clears throat> so it's unfortunate that we have to keep playing in this in this time frame, even though it clearly doesn't work. Um, so let's go down to the, um, to the formation. So Pumas came out with what I think was a 4-4-2. Um, and I'm pretty sure that's what that's what uh, that was intended because I'm pretty sure El Turco said that um, that was a, a formation that they've never played with, which is kind of surprising that he'd come out and say that like that. Um, but yeah, four four two. Julio Gonzalez and goal, great game from him. Um, has really stepped up since uh, Sosa left, and now that Hilal Kala is an actual contender for his spot. Um, I think he realizes that it's do or die now. He's not going to get too many more opportunities, especially, I think, what is he, 30, 29 maybe? He's not really going to get m- many more chances out of this um, t- to really establish himself as a first division goalkeeper. So he's been playing pretty well. Um, he had a few interventions that could have um, cost us dearly if he hadn't been there. So thankfully, that was him coming out, coming in clutch and uh, bailing us out a couple times. But yeah, he did really well. Um, and he got a clean sheet, which is nice, you know. It's it's nice for goalkeepers and defenders uh, to get a clean sheet. Uh, of course, it's better if the whole team wins and you shut the position out. But, you know, looking at the positives here, at least it was a clean sheet, um, I guess. And then in the back four, you had Pablo Benevendo as the right back, who defensively, he's all right. He hasn't been too bad lately. But going forward and contributing to the attack, it's something that he doesn't do very well, I feel. Um so that can that tends to be a little more um that tends to be a little annoying to me because I really wish we had a fullback who would attack and defend just as well and right now with Adrian Aldrete being a starter with Pablo Benevendo we don't really have much um many uh fullbacks bombarding forward or contributing a lot to the attack mainly because one Pablo Benevendo isn't very good moving forward and Adrian Aldrete is really old too so he probably doesn't it probably too waste too much stamina if he went back and forth like that. So, but yeah, not a terrible game from him. But I would really like to see Monroy in that position, um, or maybe in the left back position. I'll talk about that a little more once we get to Alerte. Um, but then in the, the center back position, as a right center back, you had Nathan Silva, who to me was probably the best player in the um, in the squad that day. He had really good numbers. Um, let me just highlight them because I remember seeing some some tweets about it. Um, he won 
six out of seven ground duels, two out of four aerial duels. He had one clearance, one interceptions, five tackles, and 84% accurate passes, three out of seven long balls comp- completed, and then he even had a shot blocked um, as well, and he attempted one dribble and succeeded in that. So, But I felt like he had a really good game. He's he's that stopper. He's 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 a beast from what I can see. He's a tank. And I'm really happy we got we got this guy. I mean, out of all the signings that we've made so far, I think by far this guy's probably the best one. He is just an absolute beast and he looks that way as well. So, and then in the left center back position, it was Arturo Ortiz playing out of his natural position when remember he is right-footed, so playing on his um, non-dominant left foot can be a little challenging for him, but I feel like he did well. Um, I feel like once uh, Licha Marian is ready, I think he'll slowly start to replace Arturo Ortiz, and then we'll see uh, Nathan Silva and then Marian um, in the center back pairing. But yeah, not too bad from Ortiz, did pretty well, um, all things considered. And then Adrian Aldrete, he didn't play terrible either. Um, again, it's just a lot of the, yeah, defensively, it's all right. Um, but moving forward, there's not a whole lot. You don't have, especially with our wingers who like to cut inside, like Salvio Huerta and then Rubalcaba. They like to cut inside. I wish we would see more overlaps from some of these players, but we don't see too many of that, too much of that. So, did all right. But hopefully... As the season progresses, either Ergas can make uh, his that position his own, or maybe even um, El Poncho Monroy can play in that position. Reminder that he played in there in that position um, towards the end of last season, and he didn't do too bad. Um, so yeah, if Adrian Aldrete isn't up to, to, to par, um, Ergas should go there. And if Ergas isn't up to par, Monroy should go there. And if, for whatever reason, Monroy isn't working out at left back, either you need him in right back or even as a DM, we should give Hector Ramirez another chance. That's just my opinion. You can feel free to disagree with that. <clears throat> but anyway, that was the back four. Overall, you know, kept a clean sheet. Um, not terrible performance from from us on a defensive aspect. Um, we shut out a lot of their opportunities that they came at, at, at us with. And um, the few times where normally, in some instances in the past, I would see Pumas playing really well, attacking really well. But then the rival comes in and attacks maybe... A handful of times and they score once and then that's the game you know that was really frustrating and then we had a couple instances where i thought they were going to score and if they scored it'd be over but thankfully we had some good defenders um that came back and and were able to play um and uh, play us out of danger and i think a lot of that um again nathan silva what a player he is or what a player he looks like he's going to be um he played really well and then in the um, midfield, center midfield, you had Ulises Rivas and then Jose Caicedo. Um, Rivas, hmm, I don't know. I feel like Jose Caicedo does really well, but I think he needs a really uh, good partner to complement his abilities. Um, and I just don't think Ulises Rivas is, is, is that person. Um, and the more that I think about it, the more I feel that maybe the need for another midfielder um, it isn't such a terrible idea because you look at the midfielders we have or the center midfielders that we have, and maybe not all of them are up to start, up to par quite yet. I mean, you have Santiago Trigos who played really well in the um, with the Mexican national team. Excuse me, and um, you know I think maybe I would really like to see him um, establish himself, Trigos and Caicedo. Um, 
but I don't know about Trigos. I mean, I think he can. I think he just needs time. Um, and I wish he would just maybe if we would give him more time, maybe he might be able to establish himself. But maybe not. Um, and then um, not only do we have uh, a youth academy player who's getting burnt out, but now we don't have anybody else to come in and play that role. Um, maybe he should fight for his place if a new signing comes in. I don't know. But yeah, Rivas was not the best of games. Um, Jose Caicedo, I really like what he has to do um, in the pitch. He's that destroyer midfielder, that DM who um, kind of all over the place, but mostly in the center of midfield and um, defending back as well. You know, he's um, trying to prevent the opposition from coming into the back line and attacking us from everywhere. I think he did really well. Um, I know a lot of people think that um, this game and the last game, he didn't play as well as maybe he should. But to remind you guys, he is doing a lot more defensive work than his um, his peer, Ulises Rivas, who gets a little more involved in the final third of play. Um, so that leads a lot for um, for Caicedo to, to contend with because he's the only one really doing a lot of defensive duties. Um, but yeah, he didn't play too bad. I really liked him. Um, hopefully, uh, we can see more and more of him. I think this is, th- this is his position now. I think from now on, we'll probably see Jose Caicedo as our nailed on starter, which is really good. Um, <clears throat> I really like him and he, I think he has a really bright future ahead of him. Not only just in Mexico, maybe beyond Mexico, maybe even in Europe, depending on how he develops, but I feel like he could be a really good source of income if we were to sell him on in the future i just as long as he keeps developing well enough and then um you had two wingers um cesar huerta off on the left and then you had eduardo salvio on the right and man i don't know this is where i'm saying like it looks like a lot of like the, the sun is starting to really affect our players a lot of our pacey wingers are the ones that are supposed to be more skillful it looked like they were really starting to um to feel the heat of the of the um of the pitch and the sun and all that. I'm um, looking at Eduardo Salvio's heat map. He did stay primarily on the right, kind of drifted in center and a little bit to the left every now and again, but defensively he didn't have a whole lot of backtrack and I think that's due to the sun just just the temperature just being so hot and just the sun burning down on you. I think that if he were to come back and defend a lot more you know, he would be gassed in like maybe 45 minutes. He only played 70 minutes this time around, and I didn't think he did that. I didn't think he was that good, honestly. Um, but yeah, not, I don't know. I just, I just feel like the time is really hindering us, and I feel that if we were playing in a different time frame where either it was later in the day, definitely not earlier, I don't think anyone would go for a game at 8 a.m. or something definitely later in the day once the sun is a little low and stuff like that i feel like we could bring the best out of some of these older players um but yeah i just wasn't feeling eduardo salvio that game um but yeah uh cesar huerta as well he played the whole 90 minutes and he had a lot of um defend he had a lot of sacrifice you know defending he came back and defended quite a bit um but not a really good game from him either when Jorge Rubalcaba came into the pitch, he drifted r- right as well. And so did Jorge Rubalcaba, I'm pretty sure. And sometimes even as a second striker at that position that Del Prete plays, I saw him play that too. Uh, I just don't think this was one of his better games. 
Um, for me, I will always prefer um, one of our own, and that's saying, you know, Youth Academy pro- product. And some people don't consider Jorge Rubalcaba a Youth Academy product, but I do because he's never ma- made a professional debut with anybody else. Um, so I think he's one of our own, or I consider him one of our own anyway. Um, I would always prefer uh, somebody from our youth academy to start as opposed to anybody else, whether they're foreigners or they're Mexican, uh, unless they're like extremely good and are in good form, then I could see it. But I feel like Jorge Rubalcaba should probably get some opportunities on the left-hand side. And if Cesar Huerta isn't careful, he'll probably end up losing that position if he doesn't up his game a little more. But, um, I mean, the, the attack as a whole didn't really do a whole lot of good this time around. Um, and then we'll move on to the two strikers. So we had Juan Dineno and Del Prete. We'll get to Juan Dineno in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about Del Prete. Oh, my gosh. This dude is our record signing for the club. And he hasn't done anything. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't shown us what the type of player that he could be. That he was in Argentina. And I get it. At this point, Argentina is kind of more or less weaker than the Liga MX. But to be a record signing and not really do a whole lot of anything, that kind of sucks, man. That kind of sucks. Our record signing, and he doesn't, he can't, he, he doesn't do much of anything. And I'm, I'm done with saying, okay, he needs to adapt to the culture the country, the temperature, the altitude, whatever. I think I've made a lot of excuses for this guy myself in hopes that he would come good. I don't know if that's going to happen. Looking at him last game, I just don't see how he keeps his position like that and how it doesn't go to El Toro because he just he just doesn't do a whole lot of much of anything. I mean, it kind of sucks. It just sucks. I, I don't think he had a great game. I think he was probably one of the worst players on the field. Um, yeah, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But hopefully he'll come good at some point. Um, but I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. Um, and it's really worrying that um, not only is he a record signing, but given the form that he's in right now, I don't think anyone's going to want to pay what we paid for him, which I think were around $5 million to maybe $6 million. Um, no one's going to want to pay that for him. You'll be lucky to even get $2 million, I think. Um, so hopefully he can up his game. Or I guess we're just going to have to eat that loss. And then Juan Dineno, uh going next to him. He tried. He did his, his things. Um, he had uh, one header that Tujo Gonzalez kept out. Um, but that was really it. Um, and he is more of the player that will play inside the 18-yard box. And really, you need to give him the balls to for him to score if he doesn't have good service he's going to be very isolated and um he's not going to give you a whole lot uh, moving forward so i don't think he had the best of games either as well um but i also i think that if he's not getting any any um good services from his colleagues he can't really do much um because he's a very limited player in that aspect i feel i feel like he's just not really one to make plays out of nothing He's very dependent on the quality of players that are around him, and if they can give him good passes, he'll score. But alone on him on his own, I don't think he's that guy to score like that. So that was the lineup, um, and then I already mentioned some of the changes that happened in um, the second half. The most notable ones, I think, are probably Jorge Rubalcaba. 
I feel like he gave a few passes, some clear passes to, for scoring opportunities. And um, they unfortunately weren't scored. But I felt like he came in really well. I felt like Trigos, even though, you know, he came in all right, too. Um, he could have done a little better. Edegas came in as well. And, uh, oh, my gosh. I don't know if it's just him as well. I feel like maybe I'm just picking on him. But uh, did we even, like, out of all the corners that we got, did we even send in a, a decent um, service into the box? I don't think we did. Free kicks. I don't think we did either. And some of his centers, Edgar centers that he brought in through the game, wasn't the best either. I mean, we were centering and, and they were going nowhere. They were going absolutely nowhere. And um, I feel like that was just a waste of having um, centering those balls when we would just lose them. And then, you know, we'd have to fight back to get the ball. So that was very unfortunate. Um, El Toro... Didn't really play well either. I feel like the um, that the changes here, apart from maybe Rubalcaba and maybe even Trigos, that's a big maybe though. I don't feel like any of the other ones, any of the other changes really worked out for um, Antonio Mohamed. Um, which he actually said in a press conference that he um, he was very, very disappointed with the performance and it was very lackluster and all that stuff, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, that, that is a very unfortunate turn of events for us there. I was hoping for a win because even even um, our own fans in Mexico City, they, they definitely expected a win because that if you saw Seu that day, it was a really nice um, stadium. It was, it, was, it was packed with a lot of our fans and not many Mazatlan fans at all. Um, so it's just really unfortunate that we couldn't win at home. And then we had... Um, one more player than they did because they had um, the, one of their players um, sent off. We had probably, we were playing with uh, one more player for maybe 10 minutes. I think that should have been enough to make the difference there, but it wasn't. So that's just really annoying. So yeah, overall, team performance, I think shutting out Mazatlan isn't the best thing in the world. I mean, it is Mazatlan with all due respect to that team. It's probably one of the worst teams in our division. So, I am I mean, yeah, it's a clean sheet. Yeah, that's nice. But we really should be winning those games. And again, I mean this with the most respect to that team. But Mazatlan isn't really a team that you should be drawing 0-0 in our home stadium. We should be winning these games. And these are the type of games that if we don't win, it's going to come back and bite us in the butt at the end of the season when we got to pull out the calculator and do our math to see how many points, what the goal difference is for Pumas to qualify into the next phase. Um, and these are the type of games where you end up thinking, well, what if we beat Mazatlan? We would have had two more points, um, and those two points would have been enough to send us into the next phase. Stuff like this. You can't win. You can't afford to. You can't afford to draw much less lose against teams like Mazatlan. Because then you have teams like Tigres, Monterrey, um, maybe Cruz Azul, maybe Chivas, some of these other teams that can te sometimes tend to complicate things for us in the league. And we don't always end up getting anything from those matches, um, sometimes not even a draw. Um, and it's really these games where you need to build the cushion to be able to allow that extra room for error. So even if you lose against maybe Tigres, you beat Mazatlan, and those two extra points are enough to get you over the line, even though you lost against Tigres on the final day, for example.
that's just my opinion. So yeah, team performance defensively, I guess it's okay, even though it is a lesser team. Um, but offensively, we need to work it out. And El Turco said that in his press conference that four four two was something that they haven't played with and they weren't familiar with. So then, why did we play with that formation in the first place? I don't know. He knows a lot more about football than I do, obviously, because he's won so many things. He's got a very good track record, and I don't have any of those. So I'm sure he has his reasons for doing that. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate that we had to draw that game. We really felt like we were gonna, we should have won. But anyway, we move on. We have to see what else, um, what's to come forward on the next game. Let's see here. Um, we play against. Pachuca on the 16th of July. And that's in El Estadio Hidalgo. Um, Pachuca is a team that is in 12th. They've only got one point. Let's see the last matches here. Bear with me for just a second. Uh, okay, so they lost against... Um, no, they didn't lose. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, I'm sorry. They've only played one game so far. Uh, and they drew against... Um, Mazatlan. But then they play today? Is that the Marina, right? I think that's today. They play against Leon, who are their younger brothers, or they're owned by the same owners or some crap like that. Um, so they play against Leon. We'll have to see how they, they do in that match. Um, this is a team that is beatable, I feel. Um, We've beat them in their stadium before. One match that comes to mind is that um, that game with Nico Castillo and then uh, Matias Alustiza. I don't know if you guys remember that game um, where they linked up and uh, Alustiza gave a back heel pass to Castillo and Castillo just took it all the way and scored. That's what reminds me of that game because um, that one was a pretty that was a pretty good game. It was a thriller. I think we won that game three two and we were down at one point. Um, but we managed to come back and win. So that was really nice. Um, but yeah. And let's see here. Head to head. So we've won six. Oh, wait. No, never mind. I'm sorry. That's just the, the betting odds. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. We might lose this game, honestly, depending on how things go for them today. Hopefully we don't. Hopefully we win and we get this stuff sorted. But there's there's obviously a lot of work that needs to be done um, before this game because we just that was just a luck lackluster uh, performance by our team and we just can't be having that. Honestly, we just can't be performing like that. I don't mind going down if we're going down playing attractive football. If we're gonna play boring, sluggish football, what's the point? What's the point? Um, well, I think what many of us want to see is an attacking team that goes out and proposes, um, to the, proposes attacking football to the, um, opposing team. That's what I, that's what at least I want to see. And I'm sure most of you do too. So yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, overall performance, um, defensively again. Okay. Going forward, not the best. I feel like if we can sell Nico Freire, which looks like that might happen, looks like it might not. It's really weird. It's it's there's a lot of teams that seem to be interested in him, but he just doesn't want to leave, doesn't want to go anywhere. He wants to see out his contract, um, which is complicating for us. Which is complicated for us because he, if we don't get rid of him, we can't bring in another foreigner. Um, and it's to my knowledge that El Turco would want another 
midfielder, another center midfielder, to be able to link up with Caicedo. And um, as long as Freire is here, I don't think we can register any more foreigners. So hopefully maybe in the coming weeks or so. I mean, and we still have a lot of time as well because I'm pretty sure a lot of the other countries, their um, transfer window opens up in August. Or actually, no, I think it's sometime July. Most of them start doing transfer business way before then, but a lot of it starts in July, August. And I think even up until the first part of uh, September, you can still sign players. So we'll have to see how that goes. But yeah, um, let's hope for a win this upcoming Saturday because after that we go on a break from La Liga MX and we go to the League Cup, La Ligue's Cup against Montreal. The Canadian team will have to go to uh, to their stadium and that's in a couple weeks and face them. Hopefully that goes well for us. I think we all remember the game against New England Revolution when we went to the States, um, how that turned out, and even in Seattle again in that final. It doesn't always go well for us playing in the States, so we'll have to um, keep our fingers crossed and hope they win that. And this is considered a major trophy now, um, so if we win this trophy, um, we get to qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League, which would be really nice, and maybe even try to win that and try to redeem ourselves after that loss against Seattle. But yeah, that's all I've got for you guys today. Um, hopefully we get a victory this weekend before our hiatus from the Liga Amekis. But yeah, it's been your boy Mix. Uh, hopefully you liked the episode today. Um, don't forget to rate the podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcast. Uh, the po- I am also on Twitter at Planet underscore Pumas. So you can find me there. I don't post so much anymore. I've been kind of just using it to... Um, to post the video to post the podcast on there um trying to find my own way in this thing trying to navigate through it i think what i'm going to start doing is just kind of just talking from my gut instead of trying to plan some stuff out because sometimes when i try to do that other stuff it tends to kind of i get in my own head and then i don't want to release anything because i don't think it's perfect but yeah that's all i've got for you guys i hope you guys have a great uh rest of your day and uh, have a great rest of your week peace out bye-bye